Hi, welcome to Tea with Kehoe. My name is Kehoe, and tea is brewing right now. Uh, this is my first podcast, and uh, the basic gist of the show is I will brew, drink, and you know, brew steep and drink a cup of tea. And what happens, happens. Anything can happen. Hopefully, anything will happen. Uh, I don't know. This is an attempt uh, to do something while I have some time. Uh, reason being is last week I was downsized and I'm looking for a new job. So in the process of looking for a job, I've been drinking tea throughout the day. I'll, I'll, I'll brew a cup of tea. I'll drink. I'll do what I do. And I thought to myself, well, why not try a podcast and do that? So however long it takes to brew steep and drink a cup of tea, that is the show. And uh, in a nutshell, that's it. So who am I? My name is John Kehoe. I am a playwright, actor, improv comedian, father of two, fiancéed man from Buffalo, New York. Uh, born and raised in the village of Hamburg and moved into Buffalo when I was in my 20s and got married, had a couple kids, got divorced, found comedy sports, and have... a uh, grown in the theater world since that point. Uh, been doing uh, comedy sports March of next year will be my 15th year and I'm very proud of that. I uh, wrote a musical entitled 420 the Musical which I'm extremely proud of that. Uh, it'll be in New York at the Crane Theater uh, every Friday and Saturday night in April uh, in 2019. And uh, at the Alleyway Theater here in Buffalo, New York, for the last two weekends of April and the first weekend of May uh, for a three-week run. And uh, if you're in New York or Buffalo, please find those, look those up. Uh, If there's a way to add things, uh, I will. I don't know how to do all that yet. Like I said, this is my first attempt. So... uh, that is sort of the who I am a little bit, uh, peripheral. Uh, the what is the show that uh, we're, I'm giving this a try. I keep saying we, like there's more than one person here. It is just me. I'm alone uh, trying this. Uh, if it, No illusions, no preconceived notions of what this will become because this is probably just it. And that's perfectly fine with me. My goal, I plan on doing... 10 of these episodes and see where it goes from there. So if I can get 10 uh, halfway decent sounding shows, I'd be very happy. And uh, we'll see where it goes from 10. But that is the first mile marker that I'm uh, going for. And uh, I can hear the tea is getting close. I I whistle on this teapot. Uh, I got a new teapot. Uh, the old one was starting to just flake some of the material on the inside. I just couldn't use it anymore. So got a new teapot, but the whistle is just not very strong. And uh, I wish it was. I could hear it. I wish I could hear it strongly in the background. So I need to keep an eye on it and look for the steam rising from it. And it's just about ready. And at that point, you will come join me in the kitchen uh, to make my tea. Uh, I am 
recording this at the dining room table. And if friends come by to join me, we will sit at the dining room table and chat and have a cup of tea. Uh, that is the goal and the hope in future episodes. So uh, after I, uh, it is time. And after we get our uh, tea uh, poured and set up, we will uh, continue our conversation. Let's get that turned off. I'm using a nice size mug, nothing crazy. I'm not getting one of those like ultra huge mugs that'll take two hours to drink. No, I'm not that bold yet. I am purely, purely just going to drink a normal size cup. So here we are, tea bag is in, and we wait three minutes now. so it's not too long of a wait. And uh, so we'll start now. Excuse the noises. I'm it's my, using my phone as my microphone. And uh, I don't, still, still jiggling around a little bit. Hope it's not too interfering. Uh, so I figured I made up some topics to speak about today because. I don't know what to talk about, and if I just let my mind go, it'd be maybe 10, 12 minutes of me just going, mm, uh, oh, which would be horrible podcasting. I would, you know, it's like doing radio, doing TV, is it doing podcasting? So, uh, doing potting. Am I potting? I'm potting. I don't know if that's, that's not a term. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a term. That's horrible. Uh, so, I figured... Why not let you know a little bit more about me through the things that I enjoy? Uh, and the things that I enjoy are music, uh, movies, uh, not much of a, not a huge cinemaphile, uh, but I do have my likes. Uh, TV, not a big TV fan in the past 10 years or more. Uh, that's by choice. and uh, But there are some that I enjoy, and I'll mention some of the other maybe podcasts that I might enjoy and uh, some of the YouTube things I li- I watch because those can be a little bit interesting too. So uh, I figured, what's the what's a good way to start? So music. Uh, what kind of bands? What kind of music do I like? And I figured uh, I'll do a top ten list, real quick, just a big top ten right away and that just quickly turned into 20 and probably could have gone a whole lot more but it you know I stopped it at that and uh, I sort of want to like lay out a couple of the major uh, groups bands that have influenced my life uh, in the past and been good for me it's time to go and uh, get the tea going so that is just a good primer uh, warm-up to what we're getting to. I need to uh, get my tea bag squeezed out, my, uh, squeeze out all the goodness of the tea bag. Uh, I don't, I'm not such, I mean, I'm not such an adherent to uh, the classic British cup of tea. 
Uh, I do like a little bit of sweetener. I do like a little bit of cream. I know some might scoff. Please, this is not about tea. This is about conversation. I enjoy the tea the way I enjoy the tea. You enjoy it your way. And that, we shall agree, is wonderful. Either way it's done, it's a wonderful way to do it. So milk is in. I use milk. I don't keep uh, drinking cream available at the house. I, you know, Heavy cream, light cream, buttermilk cream, I don't know. I just, I'm using the 2% that I have in the house. And we begin. Uh, so, I was talking about the bands I will, that I enjoy in my life, and, uh, ooh, ooh, that's hot. That's a warm cup of tea. Ooh, that's a warm one. Gotta let that cool for a little bit. So some of the bands that truly were the most influential and big in my life, um, I'd say the Smiths and Morrissey in general. I've been a fan since I was like 15. And uh, I'll always be a fan. I really won't stop. I like his voice. I like what he sings about. Uh, I connected to a lot of it when I was a teen, uh, good or bad. That's the way it was. And the Smiths are number one by far. Uh, then when it comes to, you know, the punk rock of me, because uh, I was as much of a punk rock kid as I was a new wave kid. And uh, Husker Du to me is the best punk rock band of that generation, of that genre. I know, you know, The Clash, The Dead Kennedys, uh, Bad Brains, Buzzcocks, The Damned, The Jam. uh, They're all big, huge, important, influential, but, you know, I think Husker Du just really represented all of that uh the punk ethos whatever you want to say uh the way it made you feel it just was there for me um and like you know the clash dead kennedys husker do the jam uh the buzzcocks those five were big for me um and then you bring in some of the canadian bands that i grew up really enjoying uh, The Lowest of the Low, Sloan, The Tragically Hip. Uh, The Hip is one of those, if you're not familiar with The Hip, uh, you don't live near the border or you're not Canadian. Uh, Most Americans don't know The Hip. Uh, They would sell out concerts in Toronto of 35,000 seats and have to add five, six nights because it was just full every night. And uh, my sister saw them in Atlanta in a bar and there were 20 people. So why that is, I have no idea. They are uh, they are quintessentially, 
a quintessentially Canadian. They sing of Canadian things. They represent the Canadian uh, mindset, I think, a lot of it. Uh, I got to know a great deal about Canada through the hip and through Sloan and through the lowest of the low. Um, And there's a whole lot of other bands like Blue Rodeo that folks don't know about or 5440 uh, I personally think uh, the Forgotten Rebels were probably one of the best punk rock bands to ever come out of Canada I mean I'm not discrediting Killing Joke or anything like that or any of the other Plasmatics the other good bands punk bands that came out of Canada but I think the Forgotten Rebels were amazing that's so and then there were other bands uh, that just were always around to me. Uh, Bauhaus and Peter Murphy, The Velvet Underground, uh, XTC, They Might Be Giants, The Violent Femmes, The Pixies. Uh, God, without The Pixies, you don't have a lot. Uh, Joy Division, Radiohead, Talking Heads. I mean, Radiohead is more of a current one, but they... I found a nice little feel for them, and I really enjoy that. Uh, the The, I don't know if I mentioned them. They are, Matt Johnson, just fantastic. Uh, the House Martins, which were the Beautiful South, uh, what the band before the Beautiful South, I should say, when they split up, when the House Martins split, we have, uh, we got the Beautiful South and Fatboy Slim. Uh, surprisingly and then uh, so that's basically what I like in music now that speaks nothing of my hippiness Uh, and there is hippiness in me Uh, when I was 16 I told a friend in school and I remember it vividly uh, oh god the Grateful Dead suck I'll never like the Grateful Dead and I I, I didn't have that surfer voice I'm using that now Uh, it was just it was this voice just a little higher pitched I I was never a surfer kid Uh, but excuse me Uh, but uh, I told a friend that I thought the Grateful Dead sucked and I'll never like the Grateful Dead Uh, this is the kid wearing the Dead Kennedy shirt at the time and three years later when I was 19 uh I was tripping on acid, eating uh, these giant uh, special brownies, uh, smoking hash and weed at the Dead show with Sting as the opening act and uh, the Dead just blowing my mind and uh, my first Dead show. And uh, I went to several since or after that, uh, was glad to see the Dead with Jerry uh, in its original, you know, lineup. I know there some people weren't in the original, original lineup, and they were at their end time, but I still uh, saw several Dead shows and really enjoyed the Dead. And punk rock, John, uh, wouldn't have believed it, but college-age John, you know, matured a little bit. Now, uh, and opened his horizons to new music. Uh, And in doing so, found new appreciation for the dead. Uh, Pink Floyd, 
Led Zeppelin, uh, Black Sabbath, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix. I could go uh, Queen, Santana. There's a ton of bands that I greatly appreciate and enjoy, but they just don't rank and get into like my top 20 uh, because they weren't as influential. Now, if I grew up in a household where that was a thing, uh, maybe it would have been. Growing up, I listened to a lot of the Beatles uh, and the Supremes and Motown through my mom. And my father uh, influenced me through with uh, Bob Seger and a more generic, not generic, but a basic rock and roll, like good old rock and roll, uh, Buddy Holly, uh, the old doo-wop stuff. and then maturing into like the rock and roll, but not like the Southern rock and the heavy rock. My dad was just, you know, rock and roll. I don't know if, you know, Bob Seger, I think is a really good uh, point of rock and roll. It's not too heavy. It's not too soft. It's, it's, it's good. And uh, because of my dad, I like Bob Seger and not on the, not on my top 10, or 20 list, uh, but on the greatly appreciated list, along with the Supremes and uh, the Beatles, which, thank God for the Beatles, my mom got me into them, and to me, they are a good band to listen to and mature with, because it starts off soft and playful and youthful, and matures into a more involved, intricate, thing like life becomes. So I got my daughters listening to the Beatles, uh, and I hope that worked. So that's where I stand music wise. Uh, I'm going to take a sip now. Mm. Cooling down a bit. Nice. Uh, when it comes to movies, I'm not such a crazy movie guy. Uh, I do appreciate, you know, uh, fun. I'm a com- I like comedies more than anything else. Uh, if you give me a choice between uh, a drama, a comedy, I'm choosing comedy every time. Uh, sci-fi or comedy, there's where you're gonna have a little bit of a pull. I don't know. Depends on each. Uh, if we can get Spaceballs, that works both. So I'm happy. Or Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy is a pretty good one like that. It's funny at its points, but it's a sci-fi at heart. And uh, so I could dig all that. But uh, as far as favorite movies, I just in my head went, uh, what are they? And the first group of things that fell out of my head in no particular order and question me as you will these were the top five that popped out of my head in order Charlie and the Chocolate Factory A Clockwork Orange 2001 A Space Odyssey Lord of the Rings all three that's one thing and Star Wars the canon I guess Uh, but those were the top five that popped out of my head Uh, one of those I've always wondered why is that one of my favorite movies and A Clockwork Orange is to me just a wonderfully 
incredibly uh, strong movie. Uh, I don't know why it uh, connects to me like it does. I don't know why I connect to it like I, I do. But it's just a movie that when I saw it the first time, I think it's the the, the music... I think it's the cinematography. I think it's the, you know the story in itself uh, is just so intriguing. I know it's not a comedy, and it's it borders on that. It's not really sci-fi, uh, dystopian, absolutely, uh, but it's just that's you know I say right up front I'm a comedian. I like comedies, but then right away, uh, my top five aren't really comedies. Uh, the Char- uh, Char- Charlie and Chuck Factory, that's a musical. I'm not a fan of musicals. I wrote a musical, but I don't really like musicals. Uh, Clockwork Orange, not a comedy. 2001, A Space Odyssey, not a comedy. Lord of the Rings, not a comedy. Star Wars, not comedies. Uh, the only real comedies that I in my top 10 list here are uh, Blazing Saddles and basically all of the Mel Brooks stuff to start with and then Monty Python below that. I mean, uh, History of the World Part 1, I watched uh, 30 straight days when I was a kid. Uh, Every day for 30 days in a row, I watched that movie. I could do it verbatim. Uh, I could sing most of the songs with you. That's a comedy musical. So... I'm all over the map at times, but uh, those five were what popped out of my head first. Uh, but then you throw in uh, Blazing Saddles and High Anxiety and Young Frankenstein, and uh, then you throw in the Monty, uh, the Monty Python and uh, uh, God, I can't even think of a you know the Life of Brian and the Holy Grail and his uh, the meaning of life. Uh, which I also watched for 30 straight days one, uh, one time when I was a kid, every day for a month. Uh, my parents were pissed because I was supposed to return the movies after a week and I kept them for a month. And it caught, you know, back in the early 80s, it wasn't super expensive. But then again, we were making super lots. So it's sort of how it goes. Mm. Sip time. Uh, but then, you know, there's The Wizard of Oz, which I will always enjoy. And uh, adventure movies. And, you know, The Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, you know, you got to like those. Uh, as a guy, at least, I enjoyed them. You know, they were, you know, testosterone movies. Uh, but then, you know, all the John Cusack films. Not all of them. Sorry. Not all of them, but a lot of the John Cusack films, you know, uh, Point Blank, uh, what's the one where he uh, had the lists and he was working in the record shop, I can't even think of the name of the movie, but I liked it, Uh, Jack Black was in it, fun movie, Uh, but I can't think of the name of it right now, and there's a handful of John Cusack films that I really enjoy, so... uh, very particular, but the three most recent ones that I really enjoyed, uh, The Shape of Water, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, uh, a beautiful, beautiful movie, and if you don't cry during that, you're an inhuman horror. Uh, I, I don't want to know you. Uh, you ha- 
you cry of the goodness, not for sadness. Not There's not one bit of that movie that was heartbroken that made me feel horrible. I cried because of the joy and the happiness which he brought to me as a kid. Uh, and and that will, I'll go into that, into other episodes. I'll go into that one about me and Mr. Rogers and uh, how much I love the guy. But uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor is a great movie. I recommend that completely. And then there was Vincent, uh, a movie about Vincent Van Gogh done through oil paintings. And the entire movie was just oil painting. And it is gorgeous. Uh, if you rent it, see it, uh, Vincent, amazing. So uh, those are the movies that I like, and uh, for the most part. So those are a little bit about a little bit more about me through my films, movies that I like, and then real quick on TV, which I'm not a big fan of as of late. It's just I don't know. Uh, it really sort of bugs me. All the advertising, all the uh, stupidity, uh, bad acting and bad writing. It just, I just, I'm done with TV. But I do like Doctor Who. Uh, I watched a bunch of it when I was a kid on PBS in the 80s. Not a bunch of it. I saw it a bunch of times, but never became like a deep fan. I was a kid. It was a British show. It was weird. It was fun to watch. And that's all it really was. I'd catch it occasionally on the weekends. Uh, but then when it restarted uh, with Christopher Eric Eglin Eglinton, uh, I can't even think of it now, uh, that first doctor, uh, when he came back with him, I really uh, uh, became a fan. And then when David Tennant took over as Doctor Who and just lasted forever, it seemed like it was fun. Uh, and Matt Johnson, uh, Matt Smith, Matt's, uh, yeah, Matt Smith, uh, he came in and uh, loved him, but then didn't have BBC America anymore after that point. And I have yet to see the Peter Grimaldi and uh, I cannot think of her name, the new doctor. And that depresses me. I've only read one article about it and the name just, so, uh, the latest two doctors I have missed and I need to catch up on. And that would be the one thing that I would binge watch, uh, is doctor who, uh, but I, I grew up, uh, watching, you know, bad TV in the eighties too. And I liked, you know, mash and WKRP in Cincinnati and bosom buddies. Remember that one? Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari. I remember those two names. Yeah. Can't think of anyone else. Yeah. But, uh, so enjoyed those shows, Cheers, Night Court, uh, just regular TV back then. Uh, and, and nowadays, uh, I do enjoy Parks and Rec, but never became a fan of The Office. I have to admit it right now, not a fan. And uh, it's annoying. It's just annoying. I, I like uh, the fight and the the going back and forth between Jim and Dwight, that's enjoyable. But other than that, uh, Michael Scott, the character, Michael Scott, I hate him. I mean, that's just the way I am. Uh, 
was never a big Seinfeld fan because I hated George Costanza. Uh, found him so annoying. Grew to appreciate that show a little bit more as I got older and it was in repeats, but nah, I'm not a fan. Uh, and I won't even go into right now about the horribleness of the police hospital dramas out today that I've seen while stopping at my parents or uh, my future in-law's house and watching what they're watching on the CBS and the NBC and being, ugh, that's horrible. Um, so that's for another time too. Why not share these things? So uh, I... Uh, hmm. Took a big sip there. Sorry about that pause. Uh, getting near uh, about halfway through, and uh, once it gets about halfway through, I get through the cup pretty quick. So uh, I think it's time that I give sort of a uh, little bit more about the show, just a tad bit more. Uh, I will do not want this and this will not become a political show I will not talk about politics it is irrelevant to what I'm doing here I will not even mention uh, which way I lean now you will glean that I believe through just who I am and through what I talk about uh, politics to me is this is a place away from that with that so now that is the only time I will talk about politics is the time that I say I won't talk about politics. And now that time is over. Uh, but we will talk about, and in detail and various points, I probably will get into music and movies, sports, uh, the social world, uh, books, life in general, uh, anything you might want to know about, uh, questions you might ask me, uh, guests, friends who come and visit and sit at my table and join me for tea. We'll talk to them. Uh, but this is, uh, it's not about the tea. It's about the time spent. And that's the way I want to look at how I approach the show. And uh, I'm looking over on my notes and uh, there are you know, uh, oh, the YouTube things that I like. I still have some tea, so we're going to still chat. Uh, I, when it comes to YouTube, I have a couple of things I like to do. I will and uh, watch John Oliver and Seth uh, Myers and uh, Trevor Noah, Samantha B. I will watch uh, the political folks, uh, Colbert. Uh, the Late Show and Fallon sometimes, and I'll watch the late night guys and gals and get um, my comedy fix uh, from them uh, on YouTube. I can take it in chunks and not watch TV and stay away from all the commercial bullshit that I don't like. Uh, but then I also have this really... I enjoy watching like Bigfoot alien videos and stuff like that. Uh, merely, I and here's the thing, I want there to be a Bigfoot. Oh my God, I want there to be a Bigfoot living in the woods in caves. They have the, their own society, their own thing going. I would, oh God, I would love that. Is it? I, 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 I uh, 
I don't know. I want it to be. I really want there to be a Bigfoot. But every time you see a video, it is horrible video quality. It's all shaky. You see a blurb. And when you have to, you know, find the shadow or the the silhouette, you know, an outline. It, when you search that hard, I think, you know, you're losing, you know, no, you're, you're just not showing me Bigfoot. I, you know, I need to see it. Like everybody, you need to see with your own eyes the Bigfoot walking by or a video that is so true and, you know, and if it was really true, it, it wouldn't be on some YouTube video. It would be all over the fucking world. They would be everywhere with this stuff if there was a Bigfoot found. Uh, every network, everywhere. If there was an alien found, every network, everywhere would talk about this because this would be something amazing. Uh, the fact that it's on some dude's uh, YouTube channel uh, and has some blurry, fuzzy, out of focus wiggle camera thing that shows you nothing but what he thinks a tree stump looks like a squatting Bigfoot. I that's the fun. So I'll watch those to just be, yeah, no, no, and just never see it. It's like, yeah, no, you're wrong. Uh, and not like I'm trying to, you know, and I don't leave comments, I don't add things like that. That's not my style. I just, uh, I, I just love those sort of ridiculous videos. Uh, list videos are, yeah, they're all right, but I don't want like this. I did a quick little list of the things that I like, like musically, but I'm not going to do lists and rattle off top tens this and top fives that's because that's, I don't want to do that, but there's things, you know, those are fun sometimes, uh, but they never, really the payoff is never really there the hype's like the most incredible thing you'll ever see and it never is the most incredible thing i've ever seen it's it's kind of mundane uh interesting maybe but uh kind of mundane and don't really care so uh so that's what i enjoy uh on youtube and some of those videos but i do like history videos and uh science like uh scishow and uh, I like trying to learn some things every once in a while on the channel or on the YouTube uh, where I can uh, fill my brain with something useful instead of just blurry Bigfoot videos. Uh, so that's, you know, that's YouTube. And uh, I think I'm down to my last couple sips. So I'm going to take one now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I decided when I was writing down some things to talk about and things to do at the very end to have a final sip thought and uh, sort of do a wrap up of the show and to thank everybody uh, for listening. Uh, I hope you've, if you stayed on this long, I extremely appreciate it. Uh, I know this was sort of uh, just me babbling about really not much. And in the future, I plan on doing more. I'm shooting for 10. Like I said, that's my goal post. I'm going to do 10 episodes. This one is going about 
36, 37 minutes maybe. We're almost at 36. And this is, if this is normal, okay. Uh, maybe shorter, maybe longer, who knows? I'm just uh, giving these, uh, this podcast thing a try. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being uh, here. If you have any questions, anything you want to know about me more, please drop me a line. I think there's a way to do that. And um, if there's anything you think that would make the show better uh, or worse, do I need need music in the background? Is it okay with me just talking? Uh, Would background music be good? I'm not going to do that this episode. Um, I can. This that's the one thing I know I can do on this thing is add some background music. And uh, I haven't really found anything I'm super happy with. So that's why I'm not going to add it yet. But if folks think that it might help the show through the dead spots, through my sips, if that helps, I will uh, gladly find one that I like and uh, we'll put it in the background for the next show. So, uh This is a final thought on my tea. My final sip thought is uh, first episode went pretty well. And I hope uh, everyone gives it a listen. So uh, thank you. Final sip. And uh, with that, I say goodbye. Oh, (laughs) I'm going to say until next time, be wonderful. Keep being good. And I'll see you soon. Chat with you soon.